All right, Playmakers, it's a new year, and that means I am hosting my annual free masterclass on how to fund your indoor playground business, and I've updated it for 2024. The live version of this class will be held on January 17th, and you can save your spot using the first link in the show notes of this episode. And no worries, if you missed the live class, there will be a replay made available using that same link. But the only way to interact and ask questions is to attend live. So whether you are looking to fund your first or fourth location, you will learn something new in this class. We will be covering everything from projecting startup costs and cash flows and profit to the different types of loans you want to consider to crowdfunding to for-profit versus non-profit play spaces and much more. This is one you don't want to miss, so sign up using the link in the show notes and I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hey, Playmakers, welcome back and happy Monday. I hope you had an amazing weekend. And I hope if you're listening to this episode on Monday that the Bills advanced in the playoffs this past weekend. Now, I'm obviously pre recording this episode in advance. So, this is just me putting a Bills win out there in the universe. Go, Bills. All right. Anyways, today's episode is going to be a little bit different if you can't already tell by the title. Now, I try to always be as open and raw as possible on here, but today is an extra vulnerable episode for me, so I would really appreciate your grace and kindness because this is going to be tough for me to get through, tougher than most episodes. And I've honestly been putting off recording this one for the past couple weeks, but I knew that if I didn't just sit down and record it, I would never hold myself accountable when it came to actually accomplishing what I'm going to talk about during this episode. And if you haven't yet left a rating or review for this podcast, I would really appreciate today, especially if you just hit pause really quickly and let me know what you think about the show. And if you like these more personal episodes, because I know it's a little bit different from my normal content, but as always, I want to create content that you want to listen to. So let me know, leave a rating interview. Let me know if this is something that you want to hear more about. All right. So the title may have given it away a bit, but I have gotten myself into a pickle. And yes, as the title suggests, as I sit here today, I currently find myself accidentally in $18,000 of business credit card debt. Now, I'm going to explain why this was accidental, in my opinion, in just a moment, but I wanted to start off this episode by saying that if you are finding yourself in a similar situation with a lot of business debt, you are not alone. Business debt adds up so incredibly quickly, and it can be very easy for us as owners to justify spending more and more on our businesses, even if we are already in debt. So for example, my family and I are going on vacation next month. We're going to Disney. And while I was buying myself and my kids some new clothes to wear and little extras to make our air travel plans easier, 
I kept going to my statements, making sure I was spending within budget. I was double checking to make sure I got the best prices. I was hunting for discount codes, all of that. But sometimes when I'm making a business purchase, so as opposed to a personal purchase, that little devil on my shoulder sometimes talks me into making an investment that I don't necessarily need by saying something like, you know, it's for the business. You got to spend money to make money. Come on, this will give you a return on your investment, all that. And while in some situations that is absolutely true that you at times need to spend money to make money and some investments can pay for themselves and then some, we can often get carried away. And again, we can find ourselves more easily justifying purchases for our business because we're not seeing it as an extra or as a luxury or self-indulgence because we aren't spending the money on ourselves. We're doing it for our staff or our customers or, again, to make more money. Now, to prevent myself from doing that, I try to stick to the profit-first accounting system. And I've already talked about this system a million times on this podcast, so I promise you I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, but If you're not familiar, Profit First is a book and an accounting system designed by Mike Michalowicz. And if you have not picked that book up yet, I cannot recommend it enough. I have a link where you can buy it. If you go to michellecarawana.com slash tools, you can get it on Amazon. I actually listened to the Audible version, and again, it was amazing. But essentially, what this means is that I have a set percentage of what I make revenue-wise each week automatically transfer into a second bank account. Now, if you've read the book, there are more bank accounts. Again, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole here, but there's bank accounts for owner's compensation and taxes and all that good stuff. But if I want to make a business investment, this particular account serves as kind of a budget to help me make a smart, informed decision. So even if I feel like an investment is smart, right, if I feel like I'm going to get a positive return on investment, if the money isn't there in that account, I can't make the purchase. And that's a good way to prevent overspending. So you're probably thinking, if I have this system in place, how the heck did I end up in $18,000 of business debt with an online business, right? Not even with a brick and mortar business. Well, let's talk about it. And before we dive in, I just want to own up to the fact that this was 100% preventable and it is 100% my fault and my fault alone. But for some context, I was spending about $1,000 per week on Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads. Sometimes more, sometimes less, but it generally rounded out to about $5,000 a month spent on ads more or less. And these ads are primarily promoting my free lead magnet content to grow my email list. And I have a specific Discover credit card that I pay for the ads on. Now, I chose this card specifically because it has amazing cash back and point rewards for this specific spend category for advertising for your business. But the downside of this credit card is that the interest rate is very, very high. So high rewards, but very high interest rate. So to avoid paying interest and still get the rewards, for the last five years, I have just set my credit card account to automatically pay the full balance from my main business account every single month. 
So whatever my balance is for that month, I just pay it in full, again, to avoid interest. So to be honest, I never really checked on this account unless I was redeeming rewards, which was around once per quarter. And that's typically when they accrued enough to result in something substantial. So in this instance, I was hoping to score some free uh, travel for our upcoming vacation, right? I was hoping to convert those points into air miles. And that was a big mistake. So about four weeks ago, when I was looking at flights, I went into my Discover account to do my normal awards cash out when I noticed something very alarming. My balance was over $17,000, which for someone who never let the balance get over $5,000 at the most, this absolutely shook me. So after doing some digging and getting on the phone with customer service, like immediately, here's what we figured out happened. So about three months prior, there was some sort of disconnect between my credit card and my bank account. I think what happened is I was trying to log into my bank account on my mobile device and I couldn't remember my password, so I reset the password and I think what happened is that disconnected my credit card and my bank account. So when it was going to automatically pay the balance each month, that payment was not going through and therefore the balance was just growing and growing and growing and it was, you know, not only accruing interest, but I also had late payment penalties and the whole nine yards. So yes, this massive debt literally happened over a less than four-ish month time span. And yes, like I said, I absolutely should have caught this sooner. There is really no excuse for me not checking more often, and you better believe that I will be checking every single card and account at least monthly now. But honestly, I've been checking them like every couple days, probably because I'm a little paranoid. But again, I was just so reliant on technology that I really let this go. And again, I feel so silly. But I had just gotten so used to that card being automatically paid in full each month since I was only using that card for ads. And I was just honestly so grateful to have one less thing that needed constant monitoring in my business, right? It had automatically paid the balance for five years at this point. And for some more context, I worked my butt off the last four months of this past year and sales were way up. I increased my revenue streams in 2023, especially in the last quarter of the year. And to be honest, I really just didn't think twice when there was an extra $5,000 or so in my bank account those last couple of months, right? Every single month. It didn't occur to me that maybe sales weren't up that high, that maybe there was some bill out there not getting paid. And it was a stark reminder of why I pay that balance off every single month because the revenue that I make from growing my email list with those ads far offsets the cost of the ads because some of the people who join my email list, whether it's via this podcast or my YouTube channel or my ads, they end up buying my courses or they end up hiring me for consulting or they hire us to build their website, right? So I'm bringing in all of this revenue as the ad spend is going out. But Paying for four to five months of ads in one month, it was just too high of a bill and I just can't, I can't pay it in full. I was seeing the extra money in my account and again, just assuming that 
sales were up, you know, my business was doing great. And I was spending that money in other areas, including owner's compensation, which again, I'm going to be more careful about next time. But over the holidays, that extra owner's compensation was really nice. And, you know, we just had to pay off our Disney vacation. So again, I just was not doing my due diligence and checking my accounts as often as I should. And frankly, if I didn't notice it myself by chance, I definitely would have gotten a very concerned call from my tax accountant in January. So I am glad that I noticed it when I did. But anyways, let's fast forward to now. After I spent a good chunk of the holidays beating myself up and sulking over this and my mistake, I now realize that I need to come up with a plan to climb out of this hole. So in this episode, I want to share the plan that I came up with to hold myself accountable so I can check back in with you in six months, but also to help you out if you ever find yourself in a similar scenario. Whether it was due to a silly and careless mistake like what I'm going through or whether you just got behind on bills and your debt escalated quicker than you could keep up with. Again, you are not alone. This happens all the time. And I did a lot of research in coming up with this plan, but if you have any other creative ideas, please let me know. And I'm really hoping to have this debt paid off by July of 2024. And yeah, that's pretty quickly to pay off $18,000 in credit card debt, but again, it's due to the high interest rate of this particular card. It's aggressive, yes, to try to pay this debt off that quickly, but I'm willing to do the work and adjust my owner's compensation and lifestyle in order to become debt-free again because, you know, my idea of an ideal business is one that operates with little to no debt because my anxiety just can't handle it. So here's what I'm planning to do over these next six to seven months. Number one, I paused all ads. Now, this kind of sounds like a no-brainer, but it took me a few weeks to come to grips with and actually implement. And it took me a while to realize that, you know, in order to really make progress in getting out of debt, I needed to stop all spending. But I found myself worrying, well, how will new people find me? How are they going to join my email list? How are they going to get my free content? Well, If you see me all of a sudden posting all over Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest again, now you know why. One of the reasons that I loved my evergreen Facebook, Instagram, and Google ad strategy is that running them in the background on autopilot, which is just, you know, the definition of evergreen ads, right? They run all the time in the background of your business, but that strategy meant that I never needed to post on social media for new people to find me. My ads were doing that work and, again, reaching new audiences and growing my audience. And it was removing the whole lead generation and audience building burden from my day-to-day. So truthfully, I only posted business content on social media like a handful of times last year because, again, I was relying on my ads to constantly be casting that wider net and reaching new people. But that will be changing for the next several months, and I'm going to be challenging myself to replace the lead generation efforts my ads would have normally been doing with old-fashioned organic social media marketing. So while it's definitely going to take me more time and energy, I won't be spending money. 
And I'm actually kind of excited to play around with organic social media since it's something that you probably know that I always typically shy away from. So we will see if I will be able to get the same number of leads and sales per month without paid ads. It's going to be interesting for sure because, again, I've had these ads running for years and years and years, and I haven't changed my strategy up that drastically. So it's going to be interesting. So again, if you see me posting a lot more, please feel free to help a girl out and leave a comment or share it or like it and just know I'm doing my best. All right, the second part of my plan is to cut all unnecessary subscriptions. So I went line by line through all of my business cards. So this card was just for ads, but I went through all of my other business cards and I canceled as much as I could. So for example, I subscribed to a few like time-saving softwares that I can definitely do without for a couple months, like the premium version of ChatGPT and some analytics tools that I just decided I I could press pause on because, again, my plan is really aggressive. Really, anything that I could cut to reduce my monthly business spend, I cut. And I plan to redirect that money onto the balance of the card that I'm trying to return to a zero balance on. All right, the third part of my plan is cutting the cost of my necessary subscriptions. So for those subscriptions that I really needed, like for example, my website, I looked at opportunities to lower the tier that I was on or for alternatives in the marketplace. So for example, I use a tool called Searchy to make all of my course content and the group calls that I do searchable. Meaning that when a Playmaker Society member wants to know more information about, let's say like kids night out or summer camps or birthday parties, They can literally log into their Playmaker Society portal. They can type in summer camps. And every single time somebody mentioned the word or the phrase summer camps in a coaching call since 2018, it will actually show them and automatically bring them to the exact timestamp in that coaching call where we were talking about summer camps. So again, it makes all of my video content searchable with text. So for me, this is an absolutely instrumental part of my business because when a Playmaker Society member joins, let's say today, they're not going to go back and watch six years of monthly coaching calls, right? That would take hours and hours and hours and honestly, like days and days and weeks. And that's just not the best use of your time when you're a indoor playground business owner or when you're getting ready to launch, right? You have enough stuff to do. You have enough on your plate. You don't need to be sitting there watching, you know, hundreds of hours of calls, which is again, why it's necessary for me to make them text searchable. But when I looked at my billing inside of my account, I noticed that over the last year or so, they restructured all of their membership tiers. And not only did the price of my subscription go up, I noticed that I was paying for a lot of features that I wasn't using in this, again, particular tier. So I reached out to their customer service, and now I'm saving over $50 a month on it. And while while $50 may not seem like a lot compared to $18,000, something that I always like to say is that raindrops create oceans. So even just repeating that process 10 times means an extra $500 a month that can be paid towards my debt, and I can repay it even faster and save more money on interest. 
And if you would like to dive more into ways that you can negotiate some of your costs down, specifically in your brick and mortar indoor playground business, because I know this is more relevant to my online business, but if you want to learn how to go through this process again for your indoor playground business, go back and listen to episode 27, where I give you tons of cost-saving ideas and ways to really increase your profit margin. All right, the fourth part of my plan is that I negotiated a higher credit limit. And this one may seem counterintuitive, but again, I negotiated a higher limit for that particular card. Why? Well, my credit limit on that card was only $20,000 and I was getting dangerously close to that number. And that means that my credit card utilization rate was high. And this card actually also appears on my personal credit report. There are ways that you can prevent this from happening, but lots of times if you want a great card with great rewards and a high limit, you have to attach yourself personally to it in addition to attaching your business tax ID. So again, this card, even though it was a business card, it shows up on my personal credit report. And this high credit card utilization rate was already starting to affect my credit, again, just a couple months in. So by negotiating a higher credit limit, I think I got it to $25,000, it brought that utilization number down and it gave me some breathing room to repay the debt in a manageable timeframe without having to worry too much about a negative impact on my personal credit score. All right, the fifth part of my plan is I created a plan to make monthly payments. And this was the hard part, right? Where is the money going to come from for me to pay this money back if I'm not running ads? Well, based on some numbers and data that I ran, I expect my sales, I mean, and I'm going to be honest here, I expect sales to drop by around 25 to 30% over these next few months while I am on a spending halt. So my goal is to still pay about $3,500 per month with the sales I get from organic social media on this card, which is, again, 70% of what I was paying, but it's going to help me work towards that zero balance every single month. And I do have a plan to add a few additional revenue streams and do more affiliate marketing. So if you would be interested in hearing more about that, let me know and I can do a separate episode. So I tried to make my plan really realistic here. If I'm only bringing in 70% of the sales that I was previously bringing in because I'm on a spending halt, I can only make 70% of my normal monthly payment. So if interest didn't exist, let's do a little math here, I would be able to pay that $18,000 in debt back in just over five months time if I made those $3,500 per month payments. But since interest does unfortunately exist, it looks like my timeline is going to be extended to July 2024 or six-ish months after I put this plan into place. All right, the last part of my plan, number six, is that I created a plan to make two larger payments. So to hopefully make my timeline a little bit shorter and account for other expenses that will inevitably pop up, right? I'm sure as a business owner, you understand these unexpected expenses all too well. I'm currently also coming up with a plan for January and April to add an extra $2,000 payment onto the normal $3,500 payment I plan to make because who knows what's going to happen, right? 
Maybe an unexpected expense will pop up, or maybe sales will be even lower than I anticipate, and maybe one of those months I'm not able to make that $3,500 payment. So this is basically a contingency plan if one month goes awry. So again, I'm planning to do an extra $2,000 payment in both January and April. So in January, to make this happen, I'm going to be doing a free masterclass all about how to fund your indoor playground business. You probably already heard about it at the top of this episode, and you can sign up in the link in the bio, but I'm going to offer a little optional paid bonus to anyone who registers, which will be a win-win because this little bonus is going to provide massive value and one-on-one help to anyone who needs it. And It will also hopefully generate some revenue as well. And in April, I'm planning on partnering with Stu McLaren again, like I do every year, to help him share the program called the Membership Experience, which helped me launch my online business and get to the place that I am today. So I'm so excited to hopefully walk some of you through that program so you can launch your own online revenue streams that are much more passive than your brick-and-mortar business could ever be, right? And this online business or online revenue stream, it could be a standalone business or it could be a supplement to your brick and mortar indoor playground. There are so many options, but we're going to talk about that in a couple months. So before I wrap up this episode, I wanted to share some risks in this plan because on paper, it seems pretty easy, right, to get out of $18,000 of debt. But, you know, it's probably not as easy as it sounds on paper. So let's talk about it. There are three big risks in this plan. So the first risk is that it relies on me changing my daily routine. So I really have to force myself to post more, to create more content. And, you know, I scripted this episode. I wrote down all of my bullet points like a couple weeks ago. And I got to be honest, I am not sticking to the plan so far. I'm hoping that... When I do hit publish on this episode, it really helps me find that motivation to actually put step one of this plan into place. So again, I really need to force myself to post more, create more content. I have to block off some time on my calendar. But yeah, that is a risk in the plan is that it relies on me changing my daily routine. The second risk is that it relies on me getting uncomfortable. Again, one of the reasons I don't post a lot on social media is that it's not my comfort zone. I you know, don't really like putting myself out there that much. I think YouTube is fine because YouTube is really a search engine, right? So the only people that are finding my videos are people who need the information. I'm not a YouTuber to entertain people or to get views or brand deals. I really create YouTube content to educate people. And social media is a whole different ball game. So again, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get as uncomfortable as I need to be in order to make 70% of the sales that I was previously making, relying 100% on organic marketing efforts. The third risk in the plan is that I have to exercise self-control, and that is a big risk. So I really have to hold firm in my boundary that I am not going to be spending any money on ads. I'm not going to be making big purchases, even if they seem like a good idea, even if they're going to give me a return on my investment. I really have to pump the brakes these next couple months, focus and prioritize getting out of debt, 
and leave those investments for maybe quarter two or quarter three or quarter four. So again, those are three big risks that have the potential to completely derail this entire plan if, again, I'm not able to hold myself accountable. So (laughs) I hope this episode was helpful for you because, again, it was certainly not easy for me to do. But again, if you are finding yourself in debt, you are not alone. I hope my plan gave you some ideas and inspiration for your own debt-free plan. And if you have any questions or suggestions or ideas, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love connecting with you there. And again, I will take all of your recommendations for getting out of debt or for sticking to the plan. All right. Have an amazing Monday, Playmakers. I will see you right back here in your feeds on Wednesday.